Hey everybody, this is Chris from Sorcerer. You're watching CMS TV. Metal. And we are back right here on Chris Aiken Presents. And what do you think of those guys, Eric? Pretty good, huh? I, I think they're cool. I mean, they're they're uh, young, and it's it's fascinating when they bring back that sound from yeah. you know forty years ago. It's almost like they were in like some kind of fatal car accident back then, <laughs> and they got reincarnated, and they've come back. And here, they're the age you know we were when we were yeah. into that music. Yeah, except it's, we're fifty in our fifties. Yeah, so now we're <laughs> <It's> old. A, <laughs> yeah, but there is a resurgence of that kind of music outside of the states. Here, here it's got to be Stephen, or it's got to be Dokken, yeah. or it's got to be you know Mike Trump. It's a cheesy. It's a cheesy whatever. Well, it has to be guys it's, that yeah. did it in the eighties, right? It, it, well, listening to that, like even the song you just played. Showed how much more potential they actually have. I mean, he's sure. actually a really great singer. You can see Absolutely. that, and um, they definitely look good. They have very sexy hair. You know? <laughs> yeah, you I'm made that very that. clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your sexy hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're they're good, and and I mean, you haven't heard the record. I'm assuming since I sent it to you like an hour before we. Started, I didn't see but... shit. I just got home last night. Yeah. Like I, I actually went to bed at probably about eight thirty. Uh, we tried to watch um, American. We've been watching American Horror Story. Okay, is that new season good? It's 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 all right. That's uh, it's called Delicate. Yeah, and they have about three episodes, I believe, out. That's my backdrop tonight. Okay, uh, from that, it's pretty. You know, it's a satanic one. The show gets pretty dark right. in that regard of most of the episodes there's been some cool american horror story uh well, i love american horror story. yeah i love it so i kind of got into it uh actually watching the new york city one was that the one that was more gay it had like a, was that the one where, where was that the one where they were eating each other it might have been like it's been a minute since yeah. since all that the mood for for it but it was like uh good writing on there uh right. good filming this one's this one's okay uh but i was so tired when she put it on i got it like two minutes into this third episode and i was out on the couch and i think i, I went into my room about 8 30 a.m and just crashed the fuck out this weekend was something else yeah well and it's funny because you text or i texted you at three o'clock in the morning about something i won't get into what but uh but i texted you at like three o'clock in the morning sunday morning and you answered and then <laughs> and then i was answering and then we were you and i were texting until like what five thirty in the morning right oh Eastern i was up I, I i you were up you were at the call, airport or something my, right? my lobby call was three thirty in the morning oh and yeah. we had to uh dr then drive two hours oh. to back to columbus uh airport and so when we you and i were talking at that point i was yeah sitting there i was like i think three hours early for my flight just sitting around because we right. all go to different <laughs> destinations and my san diego fight was a little later but that's fine i don't like to have to stress on you know missing a flight i'd rather right. be at the airport uh early um ended up uh flying to dallas then my san diego flight of course was late course uh but i did end up getting back uh at a good time yesterday i was home i think by 
two in the afternoon. I had uh, figured out what's funny, you know, we're talking about relationships and, you know, women that, that maybe feel insecure, question things. Um, and I've consistently had like bruising on my left arm. Okay. And it's, it's, it's cute. I guess you'd say, I don't know. Susan thinks that, that this is like a female going, "Ah, ah, ah, it's a love touch. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's like, oh, oh, yeah, give it to me. You know, like, like, because it's got this thing. And she goes, I know what that is. You know, and she, uh, she, she walks up and like grab my arm and like her thumb, like kind of fits on, on oh, what boy. it is. And I'm like, that's nobody has, nobody's been near me. Okay. Well, <laughs> I had finally figured out like what I think it is. Like uh, when we fly Southwest Airlines, yeah, I will get, I used to ask for a medical pre-board just to get on early and make sure my guitar gets on there. Okay. Weekend. I made a lister. <laughs> I'm uh took so many goddamn flights this year that like now I'm in that like first A group no matter what. Even if nice. I forget to check in right at the time cuz you know how it is when you fly mm-hmm. southwest like the you you can't check in till 24 hours right. and you got to be right on it like right when that time hits you got to go check in cuz if you don't you're, you're going to be in like the C group if you wait right. even 2 minutes to like get on there. So the whole plane like 300 people at the same time are trying to uh, get in. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you've once you've flown enough on there, then they they automatically put you in the A group. Well, I've crossed over that threshold this weekend. So. Look at you. Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So as Southwest, so I be- I'm still getting on this plane like well before most of the passengers. Okay, sure. so I tend to go and take this. You know, what, the first seat I can get my guitar up into, it's usually before the uh, emergency exit rows, but still towards the front of the plane get my guitar up i like to sit in the aisle seat so if some maniac tries to throw their bag up and destroy my guitar up there i can quickly get up and stop them or you know whatever also when the plane lands i like to be able to get up right away and it never fails that when i really want to get up the fucking people that are sitting in my row want to sit there until the last possible second (laughs) when everybody in front of them's already left the plane and oh they're gonna get up and go get their bag like i hate those people so to mitigate that I will take the aisle seat. Now, here's where we get to the bad side of taking the aisle seat. You get fucking bashed by about 300 people walking by that don't give a fuck. And the cart. And the The cart. cart, You fucking made it. So here's the thing. I'm on blood thinners. Okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much to bruise me. But when it happened, this lady was coming by and her bag was hanging. That bag just caught me like right on the bicep, just like kaboom. And I go, that's where this is coming from. I got bashed. I I figured out that it is people basically their shit hitting me when they're walking by on Southwest Airlines. That's got to be what it is. Because nobody. Grabbed me, and if they did grab me, there would be more than one bruise there. You see, like a whole somebody's all their mitts on you, you know, whatever. But this is just like a direct hit. And am I wrong that really there's only one way to bruise? They all it's always going to be a circle bruise when you get a bruise. It's just the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's ever like a square bruise or. Yeah. Oh, I have a triangle bruise on my arm. No. Yeah. No. It's always is just kind of. Because it's just what blood, right? It's just blood that just kind of yeah, like the blood be around, so it creates a round. 
Right. I don't know the science of it, but I, there's no way you can't like do a different shape. It's just always going to look like that. But for some reason, she her thumb or her finger fits that bruise. So therefore, a woman I uh, I caused a woman to bruise me that way. Well, well good my, for you with my thrusting. Good for you to get some of that imaginary <laughs> pussy. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, if that were only the case, I'm like, if you only knew, you know, the driving, the airports. I mean, watch watch wasting time with Jason Green tour diaries and look at how fucking miserable it is. Yeah. You know, the it, whole it, show it is, is a, airports. It's like those memes where they show, you know, what people think is going on and what's really going on. It's like Absolutely. people you know, the girlfriend thinks that you're just out banging supermodels three at a time. And, and in reality, you're getting the shit kicked out of you by some gay stewardess guy <laughs> on the on the airplane. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, and uh, some of these airlines, too, have some really strange, you know, people on there. Um, on the way out, there was a you know, attractive, attractive woman that was sitting next to me. I couldn't tell if she was Asian or maybe a mix. She might have been a mix, perhaps. Okay. Uh, but she she did have the mask on, and I was oh. like, ah, oh, god damn it! And so I just didn't even, you know, talk to her the whole flight. But then when we landed, all of a sudden she started asking me a bunch of questions, like about. Uh, she, she was like, uh, "What do you do? You have a? Are you in a band or something?" Oh no, no, no! For, first thing she said, this is the first thing she said that was weird. She goes, "I just want to apologize. I just want to apologize for the way I smell." And I'm oh. like, "What?" She goes, "I'm detoxing off drugs. I'm detoxing off drugs, and I'm sorry oh for the way I smell." Yeah. <laughs> How, what did she smell like? I didn't smell anything. I was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm not. Didn't notice. Sorry. Fine." What I, does detoxing smell like? I, I don't know. I have really no idea, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I've never medications. heard that one. I, I mean, I, I've been I've gotten out of the hospital and I've I've had uh, been administered lots of drugs and medications, fentanyl and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I, there's definitely an odor when you're, you know, that yeah. you could kind of smell from it. I, if that's what she was referring to, I don't know. She was very, you know, uh, vague with which was detoxing from first of all how it, you got to really stink to smell on a plane because there's 300 fucking people in a tube so it's all kind of stink a right plane has that weird cleansed awful smell to it i mean anyway. she was but she was dressed you know uh nice you know she was you know yeah. she had a great figure she was wearing like uh, a nice outfit that you would expect a woman to wear going to somewhere that you know uh but she had the mask that was the only downside but uh yeah i don't know it was just it was weird and then she started um asking about uh if we were there to play in a band or what have you and i i mentioned you know rat it's, it's steven uh so then i'm at the um baggage claim to get my bag and right. all of a sudden she runs up she's like i just talked with my friend and we looked up the band and i want to get you autograph this for me and like oh boy having me like autograph her uh her her boarding pass or whatever <laughs> it was weird man it was it was just weird that's just like a typical you know was it Southwest. weird good or was it weird bad did you it feel was weird strange you know it, they, they have weird stuff like that too right they, you know they get they have these you know strange southwest people that uh we come into contact with i used to say 
that you know we prefer delta and delta's better but they've been terrible you know as, as i've stated for the last months I, a lot of people have been complaining about them i've flown all the freaking airlines in this past month american united delta southwest oh my god well at least it ain't jet blue yet see there there's one that i never had issue with before it's been a minute since i've done jet blue but they had tvs on the screen you're like you walk on the plane the lights are all like a spaceship and it looks all cool you're like ah, right. right on what's your problem with jet blue i i just every time i've flown on it i thought we were gonna crash oh just every fly i and i've only flown on jet blue like three times maybe but every single time I mean, you know as well as I do, dude, dude. Sometimes there's turbulence. It's just part of the gig when you're flying. Yeah. And I, I and I'm not a flyer like you by any stretch of the imagination. But when I was flying JetBlue, I was working for a company, and they were sending me to Texas pretty much every week. You know, like I, I would come home for the weekend, then I'd fly back to Texas, and I'd spend Monday through Thursday in Texas. And I'd come home, and they would, you know, same deal. They were booking whatever means necessary to get me there and they really didn't give two fucks about my comfort mm -hmm. they just wanted me to get there you know so if they could have found a way to put me in a cattle car they would have but uh, so a lot of there were some jet blue flights mixed into this and all three times that i can remember flying jet blue and i mean like hard shaking where you're like holy fuck the wings are gonna fall off this fucking oh. plane <laughs> He was so maybe the pilot wasn't that good at finding a better airspace, or he was like, drinking uh, or something. <laughs> possibly, I mean, some of that stuff you, you they can't avoid, depending on uh, what's going on with air air, yeah, conditions, if you will. But it's, just, it's just weird that it was all three times, and it was that airline, and it was like I, I mean, I've flown other airlines that have had turbulence or whatever, and yeah, it's turbulence. Mm -hmm. This felt like the plane was going down. This yeah. was like hard, Ugh. like an earthquake hard. All three times. It was like uh, these planes just made me think the planes themselves were probably cheap. You know? Uh, well, they are very flexible. Yeah, intentionally, I know. But, you know, but, but that it, you still can scares the shit out of you. I don't really, even though I'm super scared of heights and, you know, I try, I try not to think about being 35,000 feet uh, in the air. But normally I'm, I'm so accustomed to flying. I don't think much of it, but man, as soon as that turbulence kicks in and you do the first, mm -hmm. and you, you know, your stomach goes up into your throat. Like yeah. that always makes me feel uneasy and I'm already a stress case, high blood pressure. Sure. Uh, it does not help my cause. <laughs> I, I always, I, I'd never had any fear of flying, but I always had fear of taking off and landing. Once, right. once you're up in the air, fine. But when you would just watch it and all of a sudden you see the fucking distance underneath you real quick, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, you know, that first lift is a lot fast. And you're yeah. like, if this motherfucker goes down, I'm so dead. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, and the same same when the plane's landing, especially if you're landing in weather. One of the worst landings I can ever remember was I, I went on a cruise and then oh, sorry. Yeah, go I ahead. went on a cruise in December or whatever it was. And um when we came back, we came back from Fort Lauderdale or whatever to Ohio, and we came into just a straight-up fucking horrible snowstorm. And I could just remember the plane was kind of rocking back and forth a little bit from the wind, 
as mm-hmm. he was moving in, moving in for the land. Like, how's this going to go? And I'm like, uh, I'm so dead. I'm so <laughs> fucking dead. You know, and, and sure enough, he literally rocked, 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 rocked. And then just as the wheels hit the ground was when he leveled. Like he was almost doing it maybe on purpose to to even himself out to land correctly. Right. I don't know what he was doing, like playing the wind to to time it, I guess, but scared the shit out of me. And then, of course, you hear the breaking, and you know it's fucking 30 below zero outside, and you're just like, all right, if these guys you know, even... Shoo, yeah, shoo, are we going to start down the fucking, yeah, fishtailing or whatever? It's like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've never had, I've, I've obviously never been in a plane flight, a plane crash or a plane, even a maneuver like that, but scares, I'm not, it's one of the reasons I don't fly. I, I flew so much in the military that I just assume never get on another plane again. If I I'm hearing that, uh, this winter the il nino is supposed to be gnarly oh great and uh you know we have a lot of flights booked man i ain't gonna lie like that was another kind of thing causing problems at home because we looked up and i'm gonna be gone like every weekend for the rest of the year it looks like Mm. and you know what to you know she's worried about it i'm worried about it for totally different reasons i'm worried about it for the stuff you worry about like the planes taking off like there's going to be canceled flights i'm probably going to get stuck places Mm -hmm. i'm not looking forward to it man i've done a lot of traveling i'm realizing my age now as i you know well and not that the, the even 10 years ago air travel was a lot more i'll say guaranteed Mm-hmm. Like if you had a flight that was leaving at 10:30 p.m. and arriving at 4 a.m., it it left at 10:30 and it arrived at 4. Yeah. Now, now it's like, well, you show up to the to the to the airport, and maybe you'll have a flight, or maybe it's canceled, or almost always it seems like it's delayed. You can see uh, some statistics on that sort of thing for each airline um like it, it, how much percentage of the time that their flights are on time and nobody has a perfect record but no. it, it, it varies from like the worst being like you know 70 percent mm-hmm. and then well, some I, are like 80 i'll i'll tell you this i, I mean my, i'm i'm usually my mom's ride my mom my my brother lives out by you in san diego mm-hmm. and um my mom goes out a couple times a year to go see my brother and his family and his kids and whatnot so she goes I'll say three, four times a year. In the old days, she would say, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm on United Flight 123 that arrives at gate eight at three o'clock or whatever time, right? Right. About a year ago, I just stopped with that and I said, just text me when your flight, right before your flight takes off in you know wherever you wherever you're coming from to to mm-hmm. land in Cleveland because it doesn't make any sense anymore for me to drive out to the airport for a 10:30 or if the flight's supposed to land at 10:30 it doesn't make any sense for me to be there at 10:30 cuz yeah. almost always 99% of the time it ain't there at 10:30 right it's been delayed till 1:30 or 2 in the morning or whatever you know and it's like just text me when you're usually it's from Chicago, I think is where the catch is. Mm-hmm. And you, so now I'm just like, just text me when you leave from Chicago and tell me how long the flight is. So she'll text right. me. She'll be like leaving now 45 minute flight. 
So I'll leave like 30 minutes later and I'll get there just as she's coming out and it sort of works, but it's getting harder to, to get direct flights too. There's like a lot mm -hmm. of airline Delta doesn't do too many, uh, direct flights. Southwest has, a, has a few, but, uh, the, yeah, I can see why some of the more seasoned entertainers demand such a thing. You know what I mean? They're sure. like direct flights only. And you're like, Whoa, take it easy diva. But once you've been, <laughs> you know fucked over enough times with your flight being late and you have a connecting flight and now you're about to have a heart attack because you have they're already boarding when you're not even off your other plane yet you know it's like nah. all this stupid unnecessary stress and it is annoying that they can't figure it out and things aren't getting better now with um the you know potential shutdowns the tsa hasn't been paid you know so these security mm. lines could you know, take a long time. It's kind of more funny lately because they're they're not going to let them be bad. They're just not checking stuff as much. You know, yeah, just come like, on, yeah, whatever, just get out through. You know, yeah. sending like you know a hundred people just through the the old school metal detector, which was enough. That was enough back then. Yeah. You know, I let's mean, be honest. I mean, we did go a whole ton of years without any terror. <laughs> no, I mean there was. I remember as a kid there was there were first starting to be a few of those uh hostage plane things that was happening in the 80s but they always mm -hmm. landed you know their intention wasn't to destroy the plane it was just for for a political prisoner that maybe right. that was uh it was so scary nonetheless you know what i mean sure. and they, they had to you know get it together but they, the airlines used to be able to do their own security and it was fine whatever this has become is goddamn awful i am going to get the tsa pre because the whole band has it and I'm the only guy I'm the only holdout that was like fuck these guys because the whole premise that oh we'll make your life easy if you pay this money then you could do but we're going to make everybody else get a hundred million x-rays and all so this what shit does that, that mean the pre that means that you don't have to get checked anymore you're it's it's pretty easy to get through you don't have to take your shoes off you don't have to take your belt off but they're going to torture everybody else with such a thing it's it's so annoying to me the whole premise of it why i'm less dangerous if i pay you 80 dollars than this guy who didn't pay the 80 dollars is it's just it hurts so my brain wait, 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 i'm it. not even aware of this hold on yeah yeah so yeah. what you're telling me is mohammed atta's brother is $80 away from being able to smuggle something on because they won't check everything. Pretty the much. The whole reason we have this fucking system. <laughs> well, let's let me let me be a little more specific. From what I understand, you have to uh actually go down and get a special photo taken for that TSA pre and I believe they do a fingerprint. Uh so they're going to make sure you're you before okay. they issue it. So that's to yeah make sure there's no fraud uh going on so no like as far as it's it's a light background check i guess okay that they do i'm gonna have to do it because for one i'm getting concerned about the x-rays i know they try to say they're all safe there's no fucking x-ray that's totally safe that doesn't have some yeah, kind of well, if it's so safe how come how come you got to put on that big fucking hundred pound vest when you get an x-ray at the at the hospital that's right and they're making me take my jacket off before i even go in this thing like a hoodie's gonna stop uh this fucking x-ray yeah. so apparently if i pay this 80 dollars and i get my fingerprint i no longer have to get x-rayed i will always get to go through the less invasive metal detector with my shoes on and my you know what i mean and, and mm. the lines are typically shorter but you know the the irony is they've made traveling so miserable that now a lot of people have pre so a lot of time you don't get through faster like i had 
didn't have pre we were late this was a little story on uh to, to get our flights home we, we were supposed to have a uh i believe oh no no excuse me this was um this was after the arcada show which we still have to talk about all this but sure. um I be, this was to catch our flights to ohio um we were supposed to have a lobby call of 5 a.m well the venue had mistakenly put in 5 p.m for our pickup Okay. So this made us very stressed out because we had uh, a good hour drive to get to, and it it was even, um, it wasn't O'Hare. We had to go to Midway, which was even a little further, but somehow, you know, credit to the venue, they pulled it together and they eventually had these uh, SUVs show up that we needed two of them. And they, they got us there in time, but in times like these where you're really late, you want to have TSA pre because you're going to streamline the process and, and it could be the difference potentially of missing a flight. We also uh, curbside checked our stuff. Right. That's faster too. If you, if you have to tip those guys when you go curbside, sure. but the band just rolled up curbside through the guy at 20 and we got our bags on. Luckily um, they, they took TSA pre, but they did not get through as fast. I actually made it through fast the bullshit and i made it to the gate first and they were shortly after but typically they would have gone through way quicker so i am going to do that this week it's it's good for five years okay. i'm going to pay the goddamn 80 dollars, and and just it's mostly because of the x-ray bullshit and taking the belt off because for me i don't i i have no ass i i don't have a big ass okay <laughs> when i take the fucking belt off my my pants goddamn fall down and then i go into the x-ray machine and and I try to pull them up, but then they go, put your hand over your head. And I put right. my hands there, and then the pants right away just fucking fall down in the ass department. <laughs> and they take the picture, and they go, okay, sir, uh, you, we need to go back in there. Uh, it looks like you might have something in, uh, load in your pants, perhaps. And, uh, <sighs> you know, and I have to pull the pants, and I get annoyed. And I'm like, well, why do I have to take the belt off? That's what's causing this. So, you know, try to get it. They finally, and if you step out too quick, that's another thing. They'll they'll, they'll demand that I step step out, and then I I step out. Like, oh, we didn't get that. Can you step back in? Like I swear, on average, I have to take like two or three X rays before they fucking get it right. Then I can walk out of there. I actually stay in there an extra ten seconds after he shouts, "Get out!" And I go, "No, I'm staying the extra five seconds just to <laughs> so I don't have to do this again, you motherfucker." And then right. I, uh, I finally get out. Um, yeah, so TSA pre, I'm gonna do that today. Go look into buying that, and I don't know if I'll get it in time for this weekend's uh, trip. Right. But uh, I did, I did get to see the great Neely. Yeah, we have I hear, to take I time out that. here to celebrate Neely. <laughs> yeah, I heard that he kept you from getting any sleep that night. That's true. He did. <laughs> uh, I was potentially going to have about three and a half hours to sleep, which isn't very much. And uh, Neely and his phenomenally beautiful lady, Taylor, uh, kept me up for uh, the majority of that time. So they, right. they chewed that up. They, they got a hotel. Uh, I found out a few days before we were going to be and let Neely know. And they got a room there, which was pretty cool. So after we hung out, all they had to do was walk about eight feet to their room. Right uh there so that was nice but it was really cool to see him he thinks that 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 you stole me as a friend and like he's not my friend or something he constantly (laughs) he says that on the fucking show all the time that i poach his friends it's like dude dude last thing i last time i checked you could be friends with more than one person that's right (laughs) 
if anything, we became more work people. Yeah. You know, at least yeah. Neely and I could just be friends because we don't have to have a show we have to worry about doing yeah. together. I know. I, he's just hyper sensitive about everything. But but <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was cool. Um, you know, the security had to know. I had to tell them, hey, you know, uh, my friend's going to be here. Neely, do you know him? Because a lot of people he is kind of known in that area. Sure. Uh, from the show. And um, he's like, well, what does he look like? I'm like, well, yeah, he kind of looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter a little bit, right. you know, as people say. And he knew right away. So um, he had seen uh, Neely there, totally pulled him back and got him uh, backstage and That's stuff. Cool. Um, I took a, I had taken a picture, actually. Uh, when he showed up at the hotel, he let me know. And I met, went down to the lobby and I had uh, taken a selfie right. uh, with him. And even the people that didn't know who he was, we're, we're making comments that they liked them, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. That's your and at his rings and his leather jacket. And he's got style. <laughs> I like that. You know, um, nice, but he does. He, he kind of looks like a rock star himself. You know, yeah. he's like a, a, an important guy, you know, when he comes into the room. Well, that's um, his, that's his mantra is to look like a rock star. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works for him. So how are the gigs? Uh, were the gigs okay over the weekend? The gigs were good, man. I have to say, uh, I love the Arcata okay. Theater. I, I mean, that's a great place to see a show. Um, the staff there uh, is amazing, and it was you know a painless sound check for us. You know when we, we can come in and just like play a song and get out of there. That's how we like it, right? Because um, I was already you know tired, and uh, I was going to need to like kind of take a little nappy nap. Uh, before this gig and it was it was an earlier show i think we were on by like nine o'clock or something so i didn't okay. have too much time between uh dinner but they uh totally took care of us on the food they had they had ordered some amazing uh italian food for us back there ravioli nice. meatballs so uh ate good and they they just had a great spread for us and just you know just treated us really well there uh and we appreciate it very much um the theater i love playing those kind of theater setups you know sure. with the kind of seats just go up right and the balcony and everything and uh it's it, it's just sounds good i don't know but uh the show went off good um i think neely gave a good report on it too yeah yeah you know uh and that's about it i mean i'll, I'll take a second to say i was you know he has a beautiful lady this uh <laughs> taylor i was kind of like all right i can't look at you <laughs> you know <laughs> She's a piece of ass. No yeah, I was that. like, go Neely. Uh, but she's actually really cool, though. I yeah, mean, it's not just fun. like a arm, you know, trophy person. She like totally holds her own. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's feisty and like has a great sense of humor and surprisingly mm -hmm. knows a lot about music. Like, yeah, like a surprising amount, like more than I do. And I'm like twice her age, so I, it was kind of weird. Uh, but there's those, like they say, those um, old souls. Old it's, soul, a, it's a real yeah. thing. Even when I was joking about, you know, the the guys we had on today, the the hitting guys, mm -hmm. you know, it's weird to me. it's like reincarnated people from that right time period just living in that reality that's like already happened forty years ago. But sure. here they are; they're just yep. back, and it's natural for them, and it's it's comfortable to them. I mean, like I don't dress up like a nineteen twenties newsie. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But if I, if I did, you'd be like, hey, did you get hit by a train when like 1922? <laughs> like, I don't know. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. So then you came to Ohio. How was the Ohio show? The Ohio show was cool too. So then we're back at the BMI. It's now called the BMI Events Center, but right. forever it was the BMI Indoor Speedway. Speedway, right. I forgot what the BMI is for. It's not for your body mass index. No. And it's not my publishing <laughs> BMI for my music. Um, but it's B whatever. It's, it's probably BMI. something motor invitational or something. I don't know. know. It's a little weird, but I, I don't know. Any three letter acronym works typically. Um so this place used to be a go-kart indoor you know go-kart place for the most right. part and um at some point a few years back they uh, maybe five years ago i'm guessing that's uh they decided to make it a full-blown concert venue right and it's pretty i like it i mean the place is cool man it's big it can hold a, a good amount of people in there i mean to me if i was to guess i mean it looks like they could squeeze in close to two thousand people in that place okay. I, would, I would think um, and they have a great light show. They have all the screens and stuff behind the band. We love right. that because we're too lazy to bring a backdrop you know, or anything. <laughs> so if they could like take our Stephen Piercy logo and right. you know do like the Batman emergency thing up there yep. and put the bat signal, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know that that makes a better show for everybody. Uh, but they even had like uh, the smoke, you know. Yeah, it was like kiss. It was like <laughs> you know, um, I somebody um, uh, this uh, girl Tanya that was on my Facebook was at the show. She's another one though. Tanya, you got to say you you can't say I will see you tonight with the heart. She's one right. of those people that did that too. You got to watch that. No, she might have said guys, which I appreciate. Just put an S in there because I mean, <laughs> I it's not that I don't absolutely appreciate each and every person that comes to the show, and I appreciate everybody who is supportive on my you know social media, likes to see the pictures, and always has something nice to say because it makes me. It's a perception thing that makes me seem like people care about me or whatever and i very i very much appreciate all that but just and i know you you mean well but just like be careful what you say because you know we have girlfriends and relationships and it's so easy to misconstrue misconstrue something sure. uh on there but anyways back to tanya she had uh posted a, a video of like the first song wanted man and i was uh I was tripping out. It sounded pretty damn good, man. Nice. I was listening on the phone. I'm like, wow, we got it together right now. It's like, a, I mean, we were way too loud on guitars, which is just how Steven likes it. You know, that's how, <laughs> that's how rat was. They were like too loud and about to come off the rails. Right. You know, and that's kind of the sound. It's a dangerous level and whatever. And the, the people need that to get that, you know, rat experience, if you will. Sure. Which uh, I don't know if you heard the news, but uh, our our buddy uh, Bobby Blotzer is is back. Yeah, we talked the... about it a little bit on Saturday. Um, I I had given Neely instructions to talk to Stephen about it, see if Stephen was cool with it. But yeah, I guess he didn't have a chance to. Is Stephen cool with it? Apparently, he is. He is cool with it. Like he had talked with him. Like I guess they yeah. they do they are you know do have some correspondence, and I think. It, it basically, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, "Hey, man, just don't do, don't be stupid about it. Just make sure you don't call it rat." You know, and I think Stephen even offered him, from what I understand, the rat attack, which is really what we used to call, like uh, I think the band called itself Rat Attack when we did yeah. the. And Stephen had an album called Rat Attack. Yeah, it was it was it was something called Rat Attack. But when we did uh, for the wrestler, the movie, the wrestler, when they used mm -hmm. the song, they needed to have something to call the band. Okay. That uh, re-recorded the Rat song, so they called it Rat Attack, okay. which uh, I think Cleopatra might have put out 
a rat attack record at some point, but it, it is derived from that or that when Steven suggested he, he used that rat attack with one T on the rat, not two T's, but right. one T. Uh, so it's not an original idea. I mean, it's a little good. It sounds cool. I mean, yeah, if you were going to uh, have a cover band and you, I guess you called it rat attack. I mean, that would be, it's uh, a feisty sounding name, if you will. Uh, we've all been like speculating. I mean, you, maybe you would even know. Is 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 Sean Nichols doing this thing? Spoiler alert! I don't know. Actually, I have not heard. I haven't heard two words from Sean. There's the okay. rat attack record. Oh, there you go. But, and that is um, me. I just want everybody to know that I'm playing all the rhythm guitars on there. Uh, why I think doesn't I it say special special guest? Because I was nobody then, dude. This was t- over twenty years ago. Yeah, I had just only been in the band for like a minute, and right. um, I was brought in with uh, Troy Johnson uh, and Todd Roberson, which are okay. both uh, Nebraska boys. Um, they had a band together back then, and that's how Stephen. Uh, that was part of the history of how his solo band got put together. Right. Um, he had just kind of hired this band from Nebraska that were a progressive shredder kind of uh, trio. Right. And I ended up replacing the one Mark uh, guitar player. He's actually in Kill Devil Hill. You would know Mark. Mark Zavon? Mark Zavon. Yeah. Right? He, has, he is a very talented guy, and he did uh, go on to do his own thing, which is always more admirable at the end of the day when you're not playing covers but you're actually writing original metal songs and actually making a contribution it's always uh very admirable and he was always a very amazing uh guitarist but that 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 doesn't guarantee you the gig you know what i mean sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's uh just getting along and jiving with people too and uh you know, I you don't have to be a virtuoso to play in this band. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right, right. I'm pr- but I am pretty damn good. I don't want to sell myself short. I mean, I'm pretty fucking good. Uh, I've been <laughs> playing for like 150 years. But uh, back then, I, what I what do I remember about this? Um, we recorded like 15 songs or something for this rat attack in the matter of two days. <laughs> like, wow! I swear to God, I got and I I was just paid like per day. I think all together, right. I probably got paid like four hundred bucks for the two days. <laughs> and I we just me, Troy, and Todd just kicked out all the rhythm tracks to this, and then they brought in like some guest people. Um, the coolest on there by far was George Lynch because sure. he just comes in and just plays. He'll just like noodle over the stuff and just leave it for Matt Thorne. You know, had engineered it, and mm-hmm. Matt would just grab pieces of it and you know put it in as a solo but the 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 reimagined solos that he does on this rat attack are brilliant you know what i mean they're you know in a lot of ways i'd say they're 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 better because you're you're getting at this point when we did this i guess george would have been in his 40s right when he recorded this so you're getting a more seasoned you know george lynch compared to like a young warren demartini on some of the songs that we're doing so it's just cool. It's something to check out. You can you can even go on YouTube and find some of these uh, sure. covers from this record. Uh, the Tracy Guns, his leads weren't. He is a great guitarist, Tr- Tracy, but he didn't play that good on this thing, in my opinion. <laughs> but it, it, he probably just pooped it out. Uh, you know, yeah. He probably just went. What are you paying me? Fifty bucks? Okay, here you go. Just yeah, here's fifty just bucks worth of Tracy Guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what. Yeah, it's funny because. No secret, me and Tracy do not get along real well. But we uh-huh. were talking about Tracy over the weekend, and I actually made a comment that already has gotten me a few emails, and I'd imagine when it comes out on 
Thursday is going to get me a lot more. I said that I thought that Tracy was a better player, player than right. Slash. Because yeah. we were talking about Guns and Roses and, you know, versus LA Guns. And I, well, and oh, I've never seen that question asked. And they, why wouldn't you ask that? They actually yeah. were part of the same band. Same band. And that's why it came up. And I said, I said that I thought that Tracy was a better player than as far as just ability. And I, I think and that's, you're, I'm agreeing with you. I'll agree with yeah. you 100%. The, the only difference is. When Slash plays a solo, I know right away it's, it's Slash, Slash, and yeah. I can't necessarily tell if Tracy's doing a solo. Right. But his riffs he's come up with, his tone, uh, Tracy's dedication to, uh, he's a tone chaser for sure. Uh-huh. And I see, I do follow him on Instagram. And and the thing that really sold it for me on, on Tracy being a, a, a fantastic rock guitarist was this one night I happened to see him doing a Led Zeppelin thing. Yeah. with like Robbie Crane and um I it was uh oh god it was one of these drummers that plays on everything that's good uh I forget Trigger or somebody it, no it was uh it wasn't and if I if I remember later I'll tell you but it, but just focusing on Tracy like he played these Zeppelin songs so good that sure. I just right then and there I went okay he's actually a really really good fucking rock guitar player rock mm-hmm. guitar player you know he is and just like him, like I'm not a sweet picking arpeggio guy. I never liked mm-hmm. that shit. And I, Tracy can't do that stuff either. But uh, as far as like comparing that, it's a very fascinating comparison. I, I'm always kind of taken back at, at how Slash doesn't, you know, blow me away live when he plays. And I've, I've almost wondered if it was him on playing on Appetite back then. I'm like, is this the same guy? Like, why is he struggling <laughs> to play Sweet Child of Mine? I don't get it um but uh but either way it's him and he has a a a very distinct voice to his playing i can always tell when it's a slash solo Mm -hmm. if he's guest he's a guest on a track and that's the highest compliment you can you can give someone and look i mean gibson's not going to make him their poster boy for nothing you know what i mean this no i just think that you know his his playing is i'll say standard standard in a good way i mean clearly Clearly, when you, like you said, you hear anything, you hear two notes and you know it's Slash, you know, which which is a testament to, you know, what comes out of his hands, really, right. his hands and his tuning, the the combination of the two. But, exactly. But if you take, if you take Cocked and Loaded from L.A. Guns versus Appetite from Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. just from a straight guitar playing standard, I'm not saying the songs, I'm not saying anything else but just from a guitar playing standard tracy smokes him smokes him you know i mean he could play and again this is coming from somebody who doesn't even like tracy a whole lot so you right. know i'm i'm being i'm just being as honest as i can be he he can definitely play he's a he's a really great player i would say most guys are unfucking likable <laughs> you know i i'm there to see it i'm there to see yeah. it but we love them for their contributions and uh <clears throat> and that's that they deserve the respect they get and how they help shape that whole era and mm-hmm. that sound. And they'll always uh, be deserving of that, of that respect. Yeah. Well, dude, believe me, there's a part of me that's, you know, the old saying is never, never know your heroes. It's true. And I wish I would have honored that a little better in my <laughs> life. Cause there's quite a few of my heroes that I'm not so thrilled with, but you know, and it, it seems like it the eighties guys are the worst. Well, they're, they're the most temperamental because they, 
A, they were super young. They were super rich when they were super young, and they were mm-hmm. more coddled than anybody. Yeah. You know, because by then the machine had come in. You know, like yeah. when you run into the 70s guys, like the Led Zeppelins or whatever, they still had to go in and fight for their paychecks on some level sometimes. Mm-hmm. By the time the 80s came, it was a straight-up machine. You're booked by this company. You're paid by this company. Your um, royalties are collected by this company. You know, it was all put together for them. So they're, you know, coddled a lot. And they don't don't understand that not everybody's going to coddle you. The whole attitude of of, of bands has drastically changed. I think that's, in a way, though, that's kind of what's missing. Yeah. You know, from a lot of this, that that diva making a scene kind mm-hmm. of fucking people or is what made Appetite for Destruction. Sure. Well, okay. that's what's missing with all these bands that come up now. You know, the crazy licks and bands like that. Note, note for note, they can play the music in that style, but they just don't have that. Fuck you. We're going to we're going to throw the guitars at you and break down right. the drums because they're confused it's a t- it's a it's the wrong like in the 80s it worked because it was like the sky's the limit for how big you want to go because it was yeah. called the big 80s for a reason mm-hmm. but here you have to be very careful this is like the yeah. worst time to have that kind of band yeah you know what i mean so everybody's so scared of what they're saying what they're doing and the last thing you got to do is be uh misogynistic or yeah. how i like to say misogyn this dick <laughs> you're canceled <laughs> strike two you're canceled <laughs> <laughs> too funny man all right dude so where are you gonna be this week we're gonna be uh in kansas we're doing the 80s rock invasion 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 nice. and uh yeah i'm gonna uh i guess we'll i'll be seeing that uh awesome vixen song played live <laughs> red well, that'll be good hey Again, you like it. I don't. I don't have to like it necessarily. I, I mean, it's it's okay. I don't hate it. It's one of them weird things for me. I I don't hate it. I just was like, eh. You know, it, uh, hearing it a, a second time with my headphones, it de- it definitely uh, has a. I like the chorus a lot. I thought the chorus works for me, and you know, having the sexy women thing sells it. But uh, it's a, it's a catchy chorus. Um, you know, the verses are okay on it they're they serve it fine um i like the visual like they're trying to do the hollywood thing there um i'll see them this weekend they're they're supportive of the piercy band too like when i'm playing those uh, lorraine and brit are like on the side of the stage which is a little makes you a little nervous you know what i mean like (laughs) i don't know what to do should i look sexy should i I shake it for them better Uh, watch it somebody's gonna get mad at you saying i'm gonna get canceled at the beach mansion west No, so but is, we, that the, we, is that the only gig you have this weekend? That's the only gig I have for this weekend. So I'll I'll, I'll have a report on that. Okay. But uh, that's that's about it, man. I'll be getting some rest and gearing up for the next Chris Aiken presents. Only on Rumble. That's right, only on Rumble. So all right, well let's wrap it up here then. I think that's a good place. Believe it or not, that's already almost two hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. But um, we will be back next week. I of course will be my usual everywhere i'll be on seth williams show um on wednesday and on um i'll be on classic metal show on saturday um don dockin i'm told is going to be the guest on um on saturday's uh cms so okay 
We'll see how that goes. That should be good, I would imagine. Well, uh, I, I know um, Hitton will be very excited about that. Yeah, they will. Being the big Jockin fans, they are. They will probably tune in, and maybe you'll tune in if you play. If you're not playing at the same time, you maybe you'll tune in and see what Don That's has right. to say. That's so, right. all right. Well, well I did. Get- I was able to see it on Rumble, like when uh, you know I was uh, playing the show, and you guys were were on uh, Saturday night. But it was yeah. right there on Rumble, and I was able to like when I was in the airport the next day. That's how I passed my time. When I had three hours to kill right. there, I would listen to the classic metal show from uh, nice Saturday night. Look at us. We are celebrities. We got we got people in airports watching us now. <laughs> yes, you do. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, obviously, if you want to keep up with the show, chrishaken.net is the website. And um, CMS TV and CMS Radio and blah, blah, blah. I'm not promotion guy. You guys can figure out where to see it. So until next week, we will be back. Uh, I am Chris Aiken. And I'm Eric Ferentinos. And this has been Chris Aiken Presents. See ya.